This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, spring is sprung, and the less time you spend in the kitchen, the better. That's why some of HelloFresh's delicious restaurant-quality meals come together in just 20 minutes. Get 16 free meals plus three free gifts with code BANTER16 at HelloFresh.com slash banter. That's HelloFresh.com slash banter16. Now enjoy the show. Now on to enjoying the show. You're going to love it. The work. If you got guitar, cut the work in half. Now you got a ukulele. Ukulele, right, right. Ukulele, easy to play. Only four strings, easy to play. Ukulele, 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 is easy to play. All you gotta do is strum them four strings. It's not as hard to learn to play the ukulele. There's only four strings. There's only four strings. Only four strings. On a ukulele. One. That's one string. Two. That's two strings. Three. That's three strings. Four. Four strings. Hey guys, welcome to Dynamic Banter. How you doing, Mike? I can never remember how to change the beat. Oh, we gotta change it. We, I love. It's a good beat. Sometimes you change it though. Sometimes when you cry, the honesty's too much. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the show, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Talking to that mic uh, right now. Yeah, what's up, man? Is that? It's fucking. Uh, what's his name? Who's the guy we used to have on the show? See, his name is Seasoner. Seasoning. Seasoning. What's his name? Cecil. Seasoner. Seasonal. <laughs> guys, seasonal depression is here. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. Oh. Uh, what happened to my Budweiser song? Everything oh, wow. got all switched around. Wow. I don't have it anymore. Scandy didn't didn't do It's just not the same. It's not. I know. We're all bungling. It's the beginning of the show. We're already bungling it. Guys, how y'all doing? Mike's over there. He's trying to. He's trying to listen. This show is multifaceted, multimedia. This this show is a multimedia showcase. <laughs> a multifaceted, multimedia showcase. Yes. And you might say, why don't you guys do this before? Talking to a mic. Would you, Mike? I am. 
I'd love to hear your voice. You might say, <laughs> why didn't you guys do this beforehand? <laughs> because it's because you know why we don't do it beforehand? Why didn't you, why do, didn't it? you do it? Because sometimes when you've been doing this for years, and Mike, we've been doing this for years. We've been doing Sometimes when you've been doing shit like this for years, you kind of just know you get a feeling when you should hit that record button. It's a vibe it's a thing. Vibe thing. I'll tell you, the record button is just as much a, a guest or a, a co-host on the show as we are. There are three, there are three hosts, hosts on this, on this show, show, and it's and me, it's me, and it's and Steve, it's Steve, and it's the cord button. button. <laughs> cord. We call, him cord. Show. we call him Cord. Cordney. James Cord button. James Cord and the cord button. The, the record button, we call him Corden. Corden Ramsey. Corden Recorded Ramsey. Ramsey. <laughs> Recorded Ramsey. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But, you know, uh, sometimes we miss some good bits before you hit the record button. Yeah, the record button... get a lot of bad ones. And that's the, that's the roll of the dice. And I'd love to hear you when you say those things, Mike. And I'll tell you this. I feel like they can't hear anything I'm saying. I, I'm telling you, it's so... I can't... These mics... I was just talking... This is as much of a joke no, as putting good. your mouth inside the microphone. Now I love to hear you, Far Mike. away I voice? just want to hear your beautiful voice. Listen, we have different says is a humor mine is far away voice and yours is inside the microphone <laughs> you could be far away but i think the audience wants to hear you crisp and clean mike i don't give a fuck what these people want <laughs> back at the <laughs> See, now I can't fucking be over here and figure it out because now i gotta work i know i shit. know dude can i talk so it's almost like we shouldn't have pressed record yet. <laughs> Dude, Jesse Stillwell. Heard of him? Made a suggestion the other day uh -huh. that blew my fucking mind, Michael. What do you say? Quit? He says he quits. Quit. What is why, why would he quit? <laughs> <laughs> he's not even he's not even on the payroll. No. He told me he quit. Oh damn. No, he uh so I was like, so okay. Mike, I don't know if you know this, but Coachella just ended. Okay. That's uh, Rich Kid Met Gala in the That's desert. That's the one. And uh, um, I didn't give a shit. But Danny Elfman, oh. may I as well? Yeah. Let me change the beat on this. Is that a fucking Bauhaus? Is it like, Bella Lugosi is dead? It's definitely something that used to be something else. <sighs> so, uh, so I didn't give a fuck about Coachella until I heard that Danny Elfman was going to be performing. And this is something that has been happening for a while. It's been on the roster. Yeah. And I watched his performance. And he was incredible, dude. He's like 65 years old. What does he play? He does rock and roll music. He did like he, he did his old he did some old Oingo Boingo stuff. And here they are. We have them live in studio. <laughs> they are, they're in the studio dropping doing, anvils. Dropping anvils. Yeah. He did his score stuff. So in between songs, <laughs> and he fought a big um, cartoon boxer that's a cat dressed up like a boxer. He got punched beeping. a few times. <laughs> Damn, dude. 
well, we got to stop these artists from getting attacked. I know, stage. man. I know it's insane. It's, it needs to stop. Yeah. But, uh, but he did like, dude, cause Danny Elfman did like the Simpsons theme. Mm. You've heard it. Yeah. And like Batman, mm. the original Batman music, da, 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 da. And that was a little Danny Elfman. So, uh, and so he would do like a Boingo song, and then he'd do like a score thing, and he had like an orchestra there, and then he would do, he wrote an album during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Didn't we all? <laughs> Didn't we all? And uh, it was the first time he had done rock and roll music since like forever. He he gave up rock and roll to to be a, a composer full time and did a bunch of movies and Marvel things and Disney things and yeah. whatever. One of the coolest kind of posers you could be. Absolutely, dude. And so he and then he announced he was going to do the Coachella thing and said he was going to mix in all this stuff. And then the pandemic happened. And lo and behold, Michael, the man wrote a fucking album and it's really good. It's cool shit. I love his music. What's it sound like? Phoebe Bridges. You want to hear a little bit of it? Mm. Sounds like this. Not bad. And uh, so. um, So like somebody fucking. Um, forgot to turn off their music when they pulled into the party. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, dad's home. I'll be right there. Um, so anyway, I was listening to his live performance, dude. And he was like singing into his mic and he sounded great. And then he would look down at his guitar and his voice would disappear completely. And then he'd come back to the mic and he'd sound so fucking good and crisp and good. You couldn't hear his fucking voice, uh-huh. and I was like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah. What? What? That's not. That's insane." Also, that's why you got so mad at me before. You were you were putting your own experience on me. No, no. This has, well, okay. <laughs> it just reminded me that I was like bummed out. I was like, "Why would you put a mic like that mm-hmm. on someone who is like flying all over the fucking microphone?" Well, you want the artist to feel what the artist is feeling. Totally. And yeah. I and I get it. Maybe it was his decision, maybe not. But I just it sounded bad because you love these songs, you're hearing him sing it, and it would be like uh it would be like somebody wants That's okay. Tool in the shit. That's actually okay if somebody's singing that song. But it's like <laughs> But you know, imagine like a song, and you're like, and it's like pieces. Yeah, I yeah, get it's like you're hearing pieces of it. So I was like, look, if that was what they wanted, weird, but I get it. Sure, art, art is subjective. Whatever, music. No, I'm is- sure they. That's just a live performance thing. You fucking move around. You moved around. Right, but you'd think if you were gonna have art, like I know there are directional microphones, or maybe you couldn't hit the note. And he had to back away. And maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. There's a bunch of different reasons. I used but to do that. <laughs> I'll tell you this. If you're trying to, like, you know, you can back up over here to do a high note, and it's not so bad, mm. and then, you know, come back over here for your lows or Explain wherever you're confident how and shit. You know, it's not for you, Mike. It's for our audience. And listen, okay, but the point I'm trying to make was I was talking to Jesse about this, and I was like, because we were talking about the Danny Elfman performance, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I was really bummed out about how that mic was just, like, 
<laughs> it wasn't directional. Yeah. It was just like, it was like, you know, whatever they call those mics that are just straight on like that. Sure. And, uh, and Jesse was like, and I was like, oh man, you know what? It's kind of like on DB a little bit. Like sometimes I'll move away and I'll have to adjust the stuff in post mm -hmm. and then I'll come back and it's crisp and clean. And that's why the audio levels are all over the place yeah. because it's like sometimes we're this loud and I got to adjust and sometimes we're over here and I got to adjust that and make it as loud as this was. So the audience is like, maybe doesn't understand that. But from a production perspective, that's what's going on in post. Okay. So that we can kind of regulate the show. And Jesse was like, you guys should fucking put a microphone in the middle of the fucking, like a really expensive, good microphone, uh -huh. like in the middle of the desk that captures you guys like perfectly in all directions. That would and only then be we good can... if the walls were deadened. Because if not, it would sound roomy and bouncy as fuck. I mean, whatever, but there's some way to capture us off mic, on mic, whatever, mm. and still bring in the stuff where we come in real close to get into your BB's ears. Uh -huh. So we, and I, and I was like, fuck, if there was something like that at the Elfman show, you know, maybe they could have done whatever. But with live music, it's hard because, and especially with an orchestra too, because the orchestra music might flood into the mics and that might be another reason why they were not doing directional mics on the lead singer. But but I was thinking, what a game-changing thing it would be to be able to like, you know, because even we miss things sometimes when we're off the mic a little bit. But um, Do you have any good examples? Yeah, there was this one time where you said a really racist <laughs> thing. So not being on the mic saved my career. Saved your career, yeah. So maybe that's a good excuse against it. Yeah. Anyway, it just made me think of that because I, I, I wanted to I, – I'm just – Greedy. I want to hear your voice. I just think it's funny that you're the one being like, the sound has to be perfect. When all you do is fucking no, throw I, up burp and scream into the microphone. I just don't want to miss anything. I don't yeah. want to miss a thing like the guy from the but Aerosmith like, song. For, and that, and I understand that reference. Remember that one? But if I'm over here trying to be like, maybe we don't have yeah. the reggae beat. And yeah. maybe, maybe we change the beat because changing the beat the other week to the reggae beat made the song part so I, look, much better. Nothing's wrong. This isn't a, a this isn't a complaint. Yeah, I'm not complaining to the manager. I'm not being a Karen here. I'm just saying. Poor Karens, man. My aunt Karen had cancer, and Damn. then she came out of it. And everybody hates Karens now. Fuck you. <laughs> Could you imagine being a Karen that was frozen cryogenically? Yeah, and it's and so then hard came for back them. <laughs> Do you Fuck. get? You do get. So you have an aunt Karen. That I have you two love. aunt Karens that are perfect. They're perfect, and they're just grouped in with all these other Karens. So do so. you? Are you in the camp of not really liking the whole Karen thing? They should. Every woman who who like was a Karen on camera should have been asked their name. And then we take the median of all the names and make them that. Oh, interesting. You know, like, I wonder how many so were actually Karens. Interesting. I wonder how many were, like, a Janus. So, because for <laughs> me, like, I've never, I've never had, I don't have a Karen in my family. Uh -huh. uh, but I knew some Karens in high school that, like, were very forgettable. Sure. And then it turned out that, like, it just... It just, I guess Karen just sounds like a really American name. White. White American Sounds like a white woman name. name. Yeah. But and, more so than Janice. And you definitely want to be like crazy white woman stuff. Like when they're in the Walmarts <laughs> and they're screaming at the managers. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's funny to be like, all right, Karen. I think it's just we're at the point the in, that, in that word where it's like 
Now it's like a hack word. Now if somebody says Karen, I'm like, oh, you're doing that thing. I think I, uh, yeah, because people take it and then make it something not yeah, good like anymore. Yeah, like all memes. Like they just memed it. But, you know, sometimes. mean to do it. Sometimes I'll order something on a food delivery service yeah. that I won't say. Dot com. <laughs> food delivery app. And uh, it'll be like, Karen is approaching with your order. And I'll just for oh, a second go, go. Like, oh boy, she's going to complain about that box, that call box. Dude, but even that is an entitled way of I know, I know, I know. It's not fair. It's not fair. This oh, is what... Karen's going to deliver yeah. me fucking a Subway yeah. sandwich. Well, it sucks. It's not fair that the name Karen is now a synonymous with someone who's annoying and wants to talk to the manager. Yeah, it's not fair. But it's so funny because I love the idea of just like being able to like, <laughs> like okay, Karen. I don't know. There's just some. I think there's a way to do it where it's funny, but you're right. People it, ruined it. It's not fair. It was funny for like two years. I think it still can be. I just think we need to be careful. We need to be sparing of it. We need to be sparing. We need to be sparing. <laughs> we need to be sparing. Welcome back to sparing Karen. <laughs> Dude, gonna... that would be where we vindicate another Dude, Karen that's great. Every, every sparing week. Karen, where we vindicate a new Karen every week. Dude, if my aunt Dude. would be so mad at me for calling her, I would call her right now. Mike, My I... aunt Karen listens to this really? show. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I'm t- hold on, Mike. This might be a really good idea. It is a good idea. Let's really workshop this into something that's not. It's like maybe it's a segment in DB. Uh huh. But man, it if could your be, name is Karen, it hit could us be up on our own email, thing, dude. Which is uh, dynamicbanter at gmail.com. Yeah, and you have to send us your ID so we know that you're really that you're so really you're Karen. Yeah, it can't be fucking uh, Catherine uh, or uh, Connor. Right. Right. From the digital from void. From the digital void saying he's Karen so we right, can get right. his acid story. <laughs> right, right, right. Because he wants to be a part of this thing now. <laughs> Another thing. <laughs> it's just him with a wig on? Yeah. I'm Karen, I'm trying to miss Doubtfire Us. You can't miss Doubtfire Us, dude. No, dude. Don't do it. Hello. Dude, I did see a really funny thing that said Kim Kardashian hires new, older... <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, Kanye. <laughs> Kanye and the Mrs. Doubtfire yeah, that's funny. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I miss the old Kanye. The no doubt fire Kanye. <laughs> anyway, so um dude, forget everything we were talking about. Oh, who cares? It wasn't important. Let's the Karen's. Oh, I think the Karen show's a really good idea. Sparin Karen. Sparin Karen. Yeah. And it's and under it it says a show where we vindicate the Karen's of the world. Helping one Karen. Help it. Oh, time. yeah. Changing the world one Karen at a time. <laughs> Making the world a better place. Or the, uh, this one's fine. Dude, because we could just, we, dude, it could be like a straight up, like a call in show. Yeah. And be like, you know, we'll have someone, like, if you have a mom or an aunt or like, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think we want. And we'll be able to tell whether you're a bad one or a good one. Like, send in your emails <laughs> and give us your pitches because, like, I think. If your mom's name is Karen mm-hmm. and she's the sweetest woman or whatever, or maybe she's a piece of shit, but she is not self-aware, that's who we want. Because I want a woman that has no idea what is about to happen, what questions we're about to ask her. I want someone who we just picked out of the crowd. Why? I don't want someone who's going to be like a performer or like, I always ask for this. 
Because here's why. But my Aunt Karens don't fit that. Well, you're well, well. Okay, so well, <laughs> well, since you've got your own, though, you're the exception, right? But that's the whole. Like you point can pick whoever the... you want. I think. Okay. But my. Why is it getting more? But my preference is. Like, here's my perfect Karen. Are you ready for this? <laughs> One of our audience members has an aunt named Karen. Not connected to Mike. And she's like, she lives alone. She's a little strange, but we love her. And she's like a cat lady. And like, and, but, and she's a little awkward. But I think she would be perfect for the Karen show, and and that's what the email says. Like that would be my perfect one because we have and no. Then what? It's because it's such a wild card. You have no idea if it's going to be a good segment or not. And so here's how I'm thinking the show goes: It's me and you, and we do a Zoom call with a Karen. Uh huh. And she calls in, and we go, "All right, Karen, what's your what's your name?" And she goes, "My name's Karen, this or whatever." And we go, "All right." And we you and I can prepare questions, and they're not easy. They're questions that their immediate answer to us, because we have to have our way of knowing if someone is really a Karen or not. Mm -hmm. You have to vet the Karen. We have to vet the Karen in our own special way. And Mike, you know, dude, I was just telling a friend that Mike knows within the first two minutes of meeting you if he's going to like you or not. That's correct. And... And that's your way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you, I think you have the same instinct with a potential Karen, mm-hmm. you would know within the first two minutes of the call, whether that was a real Karen or not, whether she deserves to be, spared. whether she deserves to be spared or not. <laughs> and you can find out without being obvious about it. Right. Uh-huh. Like you can ask questions that, you know, trigger <laughs> your like, Oh, that's a Karen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No vindication here. Sure. But the, but the goal of the show is to rehabilitate Karens, right? So if we have a bad Karen, if we have a candidate for a Karen. See, this is where we. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fix anybody. Okay. Okay. I'm you trying to find to the good Karens <laughs> and be like, see, that's why we need to change it. Cause this is a good Karen. So it's like, I don't the... give a fuck about like you fuck, you call okay, the cops on a okay, barbecue. Okay. I don't want to fix that person. <laughs> That's not my responsibility. Yeah. Should we but you know what I would like to do because because I think there should be a benefit to someone who is branded a vindicated Karen or a or a Karen. Let's go branded. <laughs> and I think there should be a way to identify to to so like if the if the launching off part of a segment is or the end of the segment is we have vindicated this Karen as we we've decided from our experiences of of you know knowing people and being around people and working in retail and having all these jobs and whatever in our expert opinions we we can vindicate this Karen uh-huh. so you can go now and say that you were vindicated and by that who? by it doesn't matter <laughs> they if someone's that like if someone's like oh you're Karen are you a piece of shit she can be like no i was vindicated i was yeah. i was given a second chance yeah and I was give I was evaluated by we just gave him Sparrow Karen podcast, yeah. <laughs> dude. And we see can- even that would suck to have to change your name to be vindicated because I was gonna say like you're Mary now or whatever, right? But how do we know that Marys aren't the thing next year? Well, see, this is this is where I this is, so my thought about giving so if we've got a a, a candidate for a non vindicated Karen like a non like a are we saying the Karen. right word? We've no, got a probably kill- not. Probably not. We, so we've got a 
we've got a Karen. And we're like, all right, look, I can't, you know what? I'm sorry, Karen. It turns out in our estimation You're the, that you are, in fact, a Karen. Yeah. And it's like, and here's what I'll say. But Can I just leave you with this piece of information? Like, Mike and I should be able to leave them with a piece of information, and that's it. And whether it's like, best of luck to you, ma'am. You sound like a, a citizen of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Good day to you. Or it's something like, <laughs> I feel like when you workshop an idea, it's supposed to get simpler and cleaner. Yeah, yeah. And all we've done is like, here, this is a pretty good idea. Let's dump a thousand piles of No, shit no, on. this is all it is. Okay, let me simplify it and shorten it. <laughs> Sparing Karens is, a, is, we bring in two Karens per episode. Okay. <laughs> This is based on emails we get where we decide in the in the behind the scenes world that these are the two Karens we want to do on the show. Uh-huh. So it's two Karens. First Karen comes in, we talk to them, we evaluate them. They're either a Karen or they're validated or whatever the word is. The second Karen comes in, either they're given a good or a bad. And if they're given a good, we go, you're good, you've been... You've been given the seal of approval from the Spare and Karen podcast. Okay. Go in peace. And if they don't, if they are a Karen, we go, well, there's nothing we can do about it, but let me leave you with this piece of, of advice. And then that's what happens when we let have a Karen. Let me leave you with our straight male advice. Yes, exactly. But see, it's just, it's, it's not- already something. I feel like by the end of it, I was like, no, I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think, I mean, because, dude, have you ever seen those fucking talk shows where they're like, it's just all feel good stuff? Like, they're like, this is our, our football coach, yeah. and on the weekend, he helps like underprivileged yeah. kids. Yeah. And he rakes the old woman's leaves across the street, but his name happens, you know, or her name happens to be Karen. Yeah. This is a good Karen. I feel bad that everybody's shitting on Karen. Then you're allowed to like nominate that person so we could like shine a light on it. Yeah, I and like that's, that. That's the whole. No, story. I love that, and I think that's that's what happens naturally when we find the good Karens. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna find bad Karens, right? No, because you're oh, not we're nominating never bad, have Karens. bad Karens. No, Karens. we're never having bad Karens. Okay, so you're saying it's not a show about... This is sparing Karen. Okay, alright, alright. This isn't like shaming Karen. So then it's Because only... that happens every day. So then, so, okay. People I... nominate good Karens in their life that feel bad because their okay, name is Okay, alright, alright, alright. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Simple. That's one version of the show. <laughs> That's my version of the show. <laughs> I just thought... And the other one has two, and they're on teams. Okay, so... They fucking fight each in other. My, so, yeah, in my head, I was like, our, what, it's always best for us when we don't know what we're going to get. And then we just jump into it, and then natural things happen. Like, you know, when we do... The reason why History Road segment is so good, I think... Is because every email is a jumping off point for you and I to do some kind of bit. And the less amount of preparation for that bit the is what makes this show There's so no prep mm, for the conversation. I'm just saying if so like I'm not against your idea. I think your idea is way better because mm. we need more shows like that anyway. Yeah. But uh but for the sake of argument, um what my I guess I just thought that if we get an email that says, here's why my Karen is the best, we would read all of this shit, and then we don't have all of these ideas of who this person is already. Mm-hmm. And then when they come on the show, 
we'd be like, okay, well, let's talk about this. It says you donated all this shit. That's really cool. Talk about that. And I like that, but then it just becomes kind of like an interview show. Uh, and that's it. In in this in the idea that I originally had, I was thinking, we have no information. We talk to this Karen. We, it's almost like a be nice or not be nice kind so of. Are you Karen or not Karen? I guess I'm just less but it's two different in shows. that because yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone right. shitty. But, but I think that show was more in the spirit of this show mm. in the sense that when, it's, when, it's, when we don't know what's going to happen, it's better. Mm. But in that show, it's just a feel-good show that's like completely different from that show, which isn't a bad thing. I'm just saying mm. it's a different thing. Okay. Guys, welcome back to the show. And, you know, and guys, you were right in the DB labs with us. <laughs> Isn't that a bummer? You were right in there. No, people love it. People like to go inside baseball sometimes. That's, yeah. Mike! What? You just did a fucking rad Netflix show, and I went to, to, mm -hmm. to both of them. Thank you for coming, man. You're welcome, dude. I, yeah. I love supporting you when you've got really cool shit going on, and your show's really good, and I love it. I want to talk about it. Thank you. So how do you feel after the show? Good. It felt like uh, any other show for me. I was still like worried about people showing up and comedians showing up on time and stuff like that. But booked a really a bunch of um, really great people and really good friends. And I even had more booked that had to drop out at the end because Netflix came in and kind of put their name on everything and invited everybody to do like a thousand different things. Yeah. So uh, we... Some people weren't able to be there, but they will be in the future. And it was just really fun. A bunch of fans of the show and um, um, just different things that we've done throughout the years, like flew in from all different parts of the country to come to the uh, improv. And that was really, really nice. I felt really good about that. And uh, Netflix put a, a big block with giant letters <laughs> in the room. And that yes, was fine. I think it took a, a couple seats, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, no, but it was a really fun time and it's fun that, uh, now so many comedians in LA have the credit of being part of a Netflix thing. That's awesome. And, um, it was just nice. Right. They could put that they were part of the Netflix as a joke festival mm -hmm. on their like thing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah. And, and when you invite your friends to do that, your stand up friends, like that's like giving the giving back to them mm -hmm. in a really cool way i like that dude that's yeah, awesome yeah. but it was a really fun show and as an audience member like it's it's it, it, so if you with my surrounded shows sometimes you can come to the first show this isn't this is a life hack and then some maybe sneak into the second show mm -hmm. if you're if you're lucky there's yeah. a way to do it but uh if you're able to see both shows, there it's always different, mm -hmm. and it's it's never it's. I love that it's always different. That's part of why I like it so much. Mm -hmm. But I've found that from seeing this show a few times, that when I watch both shows, I'm like exhausted by the end as yeah. an audience member, yeah, and I yeah, don't yeah. know why. Do you well, know why that is? Well, you're kind of. It's not like a show where you're sitting there listening to a, a bunch of people's acts. Yeah. It's like you're kind of in a tense state the whole right, time. Right, because you're it's right. kind of exhausting. You're right. Like, not only is the crowd literally surrounding the performer yeah. in the middle of the room, but it's also like anyone could bomb at any time because there's no prepared material. Yeah. And so it's everyone's nervous for just everybody. like... <laughs> 
like on eggshells with everybody. Right, that's a good point. And then point. you find something good, and there's like a release of the tension, but yeah. it really doesn't feel like any other show that I've ever seen. Yeah, same, We dude. can cut to a clip of the end of the second show, if you'd like. Yeah, let's cut to a clip. Let's cut to a quick clip. Did you have a good time? Yeah! <laughs> Thank you for one individually. Canadians. Shakespeare on the Park. Timothy Chalamet. This is Emily. You guys, you're thinking about it. You guys There's some more of the crowd. There's over there. more. Yeah, they came back. They came over. Is that cool? I invited them. Dude, Just staying for the third show. <laughs> that was a week later, dude. But like, uh, <laughs> I love that because you're you. Yeah, what Mike's doing there is pointing out all of the people that were there, and I like that. Do you do that at the end of every show? No. Um, my friend Moses Storm did it once as part of his act. I like that as a wrap up. And then I was like, yeah, as a, as a, because it's always awkward to end that. Yeah. You don't know how to end it. So, uh, it's something I've done before, even in the, uh, the friends and friends days. Dude, that's good. You would kind of like, you know, when we were. You'd have characters in the audience. So there is a version of this show that is being thought about for a bigger project, we'll say. And I don't want to say too much about it because it's fucking nothing. And I'm not going to get anybody excited about it until it's something. But when you make it for a bigger audience, you kind of have to like help people through it. Yeah. And in order for it to be part of a broad audience, it's like, like a good TikTok. It's like everybody understands what's going on right away. So it gets spread around to everybody. There's not like a mystery. It's in easy. Like yeah. What's happening. So part of the newer version of it is like, I kind of come out and I did this naturally anyway, but it's like you kind of reiterate the connections that we've made. So right. Far. Right. And uh, that part is is really fun. It's good because yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, always including the audience is like a good move. Mm -hmm. It's like makes everybody comfortable, yeah. and it like no one feels left out, right? And it and yeah. it loosens people up, kind of, because yeah. it's like you know now it's over with. You know, you got you, you're like you were you're think, fine for a second, right? Right. Uh, but but I love that like when you come into that show, you know, you could be a target, and it's like right, kind but of also fun. Target is like. It's I fun. feel like people think they're going to come there and, and get shit on. No, no. It's just, it's fun. It's all fun. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It's all in the name of fun. Yeah. But once in a while, a comedian does go up there and just shits on everyone. It's and kinda, I always it's tell them not to do that because it's not. <laughs> it's hard to. <laughs> it's, well, all those people are like, if they're scared, they're not going to like laugh at any of the right. shit. They, and the, the. It's not like, let me come take revenge on everyone who would have made fun of me at another point. Right, 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 right. It's like, let's make all these people laugh in this awkward situation. But you put, you do so put, you gotta the put a mix in there. Right. It's, it's, you're, it's so funny because some of my friends who have seen the show have said that, man, I could totally do that. I wish I could do that. It looks so fun. I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah. You tell me names. No way. <laughs> No, after the show, the I'll tell one. you, dude. When you're in there, yeah, it's, and yeah. it doesn't go well, 
It's a nightmare. And when you're on stage at <laughs> open mic yeah. and everyone is sitting the the regular yeah. way that society is like comfortable with, it's the worst feeling. Oh yeah. That's why not everybody does it because like when you say something that you genuinely think is funny and, no and a room laughs. full of like your peers are like silence nose laughs it's a terrible terrible feeling yeah and you gotta like put you gotta feel that a bunch and be okay with it and recover from it in order to even think about doing the crowd yeah and that takes years sometimes so i always think it's funny when people who like are not (laughs) who who don't don't do stand up yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's like looking at pretty much any job yeah any professional person i could do that but that's the thing it's like like, when you go into an art museum and there's just like a yellow chair in the corner like right you know right Right. i I mean come on i can put i put a chair down and then you read the placard next to it and it's like an elaborate story about how it's about like poverty and yeah yeah dutch poverty or something like that in in 1732 (laughs) oh the the spotlight is placed over here for a specific reason reason. that's where the sun was right when he died which is why this makes this shadow into like a man who looks like he's like with flowers growing out of his hand but you could have put the chair in the corner (laughs) i could have done that <laughs> and that's the thing. It's and you're, when you're saying like the comedian, you try to tell the comedians not to be like mean and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's so much more behind the scenes too, because when you go into the show, you you tell everybody what the deal is and what they're about to see. But one thing that is kind of the the number one rule of the show is no written material, right? Uh-huh. You can't like bail yourself, which out. is crazy to yeah. me because it's like I. I and honestly, it's hard to tell when it might be because mm-hmm. it, you know, some people, some people it, sneak it I in, always right? Yell at them after you gotta do no matter what you gotta, because, and that's what makes, we so, used to do air horn sounds. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Yeah. That's great. If I know the person well enough, you'll do it where I've seen their set a bunch of times. I absolutely will. Or I interrupt from that mic in the, uh, I think I heard this one last sound. week yeah, at the yeah, yeah. Lab factory. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, I guess what the point I'm trying to make is, is like when people say like, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so much more to making that work than you think. Yeah. And if you're like, if your mind goes blank while you're in the middle of that crowd, <laughs> it's like everyone's waiting on you to like make a joke. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't use your written material. It's like a challenge, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like you're putting them through like a like almost like a wrestling match in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's funny that it it's is like, like a, a wrestling mm-hmm. ring in a way cuz it's like you have them there's they're doing more work than they normally do. Mm-hmm. And I like it because it's like a team effort and I always also tell people that it's like if a comedian is real nervous about it, I'm like it's way more about listening than it is about Oh, making yeah. jokes like I, I book people because I've seen them be funny either in conversation or or on stage in a crowd works and like quick you yeah know? yeah so exactly. I'm like you're already funny right All you have to do is like listen to people and exactly. you're gonna come up with a funny response right but it's definitely like even some of the best comedians that I've had on there didn't do super yeah funny. so you really never know yeah um, and some people yeah. fucking kill it, dude. Yeah. And the crowd is on their side like right away. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. That's yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. Pete Lee 
specifically destroyed every show in when we did it. No in way. Like everyone. So That's crazy. Funny. So funny. Like how Erica Rhodes yeah. killed it yeah, in yeah, your yeah. show too. Just the sweetest human being. She's so funny. Cause she, yeah. And the things that comes out of her yeah. mouth yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. you're not expecting it. Cause she's just sweet little eighties commercial team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, buy these stickers, right. please. But she's also like most comedians. She's been through some shit. Oh yeah, so she, has a, she has that bite too. Oh her. yeah, yeah. She, you'd have to to be that good, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, man, it was so cool. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Thanks, and man. Thank say you for that I'm, me. I'm proud of you, man. That's so cool. Hey, thanks, Dar. Uh, at one point, I want I want to. I just have. A, I just want to answer a quick answer. You know, you don't have to go into it. But at one point, one Karen per episode. One Karen per episode. <laughs> just one. All right, that's fine. I okay. I'm in. I I get it. Um, at one point, one of the comedians said, uh, uh, "Man, I went to the Netflix party or something, and like, and that, and that was tight." And then you went up and you were like, "I I didn't get to go to the Netflix party." Yeah. And when that happened, there was a woman sitting next to me who pulled out a phone and started to like frantically message someone. <laughs> and I was like, man, is that a person that's like making sure you get invited to other things? No. Did you get any emails after that no, at no, all? No, 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 no. Damn. No. I, I really thought someone was going to take care of you in so that moment. So what I, here's kind of how, here's how this city works. <laughs> yeah, man. If you get a manager or an agent, they know other people who wear fancy clothes, who set up events. Yeah. So they make sure you're on list to do stuff. Yeah. When you're a comedian, like a self-employed comedian that does all their shit themselves with the help of just people that like, you know, like people like, uh, like Ryan and Lee and stuff like that. And Kevin and people that like I employ, mm -hmm. But I don't have that. Right. So I got invited by the booker of the improv mm -hmm. on one of the first days the festival was announced because they love having that show in the building oh. and they wanted to, they wanted the show to be part of the festival. Right. So it's my show, but so they I'm have part the, of the festival. They have the keys to the, so Lockbox. I'm not like, I don't get, it wasn't like at moon tower. Yeah. I didn't get like a badge saying you get to go everywhere. They're like, your show has to be like my show would have gotten a badge. You right. Know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they probably have your email now. Like people have your info and shit like at Netflix. Or something. Yeah. But it's, uh, I don't think anyone from Netflix is going to hit me up. Mm -hmm. I got hit up by a couple of journalists that were there. That's like, we want to talk about how your show is different and, and I'll do that. That's but cool. I don't think anyone at I think because it was so unfortunately <laughs> the way it works. Well, fortunately for some people, I suppose. But unfortunately for me, it's like then they hit up your manager at CAA or your fucking right, like, right, and right. they're like, "How can we get in the room with right. these people?" And it's a different conversation, <laughs> right, right. You know, and it's gross. Yeah, and you have like people following up, and yeah. you're on lists and yeah. stuff like that, and like let's pick from this list to see who, like, whatever. Yeah, I'm just like me all the time. Right, right, right. And I don't have anyone like you're not pursuing that really. Yeah. Well, it's like I'm pursuing it in the in a way that I keep my head down and I try to be. In all honesty, dude, I'm trying to be like undeniably good. Yeah. And uh and it's paying off in certain ways. And like even we won't talk about this for very long, but even at the 
I, I got put up in the original room at the comedy store the other night on a Monday. And that to me is like way better than getting into any of those parties. And also totally. I was thinking, and I'm very thankful for that. And, um, I was thinking about how since like, man, I'm not going to know the year, but like 2012 or whatever, we've been going to these like playlist live and big <laughs> yeah, parties stupid shit, yeah. and the older that I get, and it would be a different crowd and hanging out with comedians is way different than hanging out with YouTube people. But I went to a lot of parties where I'm like, we're just here to like say that we were yep, here yep. and you have your fucking wristband yep. and you go out of the party <laughs> and people are like, can I have your wristband? Yep. And I fucking, I don't, I'm not about that. No, anymore. no, it's gross. And not to say that the Netflix shit was like that. Cause I have no point of reference. I don't know what those parties were, yeah. but I know what they're kind of like. And I know that I've been having a great time without those. So totally. would it be nice? Yeah. Do I need it? Absolutely. Not. Those part. the way I looked at those parties are a little bit different than the ones like, like if I, if I had been invited, if, if this was my show in a Netflix festival and I got invited to a Netflix festival party, the way I would utilize that, opportunity would be to be like well i'm invited here because my show is a part of this thing and like technically i'm kind of a, I, these are colleagues now right like yeah. because that's your show you put it together it was good enough for the club to be like this show is good to be in a netflix festival so it's like obviously you've earned it right mm. so it's like and i felt the same way at like the vidcon ones like i could go up to someone like I'll never forget when Joe was like the one the first year I ever went to a VidCon because Joe already knew the YouTube world and I didn't. I'll never forget that he was like introducing me. Like he was just pointing out the big fucking YouTube stars yeah. and they were all just like hanging out with us. That's Lisa Nova. Right? That's Lisa Nova. That's, that's Renetto. That's uh Boxy right there, man. <laughs> that's her. That's an underappreciated girlfriend. <laughs> underappreciated. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's over there in the corner those are mentos and that's a bottle of diet coke Dude, double rainbow guy right there and the kid who was angry at his dad right there yeah. whoa that's the kid who's angry at his dad that's charlie and that's charlie's finger there's charlie's finger <laughs> there's the n64 that that kid ripped open for christmas <laughs> Doing coke. Holy shit. Yeah, with Toby Turner. Rails of coke in the bathroom. <laughs> but oh like, my good but God. So, but I remember him pointing them out, and I remember thinking, well, these people are like colleagues now. I, guess, I mean, at the time, I had just started, and I didn't really feel like I had earned it, but that's why I kind of stayed away. But once I kind of built, built my thing up, I felt like I could just go up to anybody and be like, look, I'm a big fan of your work. Mm -hmm. Like, I love your shit. Like, I think you're really funny. And they'd be like, well, either they'd say the same thing or they'd be like, I don't know who you are. And or they'd be like, yeah. Or yeah, whatever. But I felt like it was a good opportunity to actually network. It's a networking thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now it's not like that. Because it's like, I don't know who you fucking people are. I don't well, know I don't any know of these I don't know what it's people. like there, but it's like, Netflix party would be a good networking that's thing. what i'm saying it's where yeah. like the the industry people are and all the the agents yeah. and stuff like that and they meet people and you're introduced to people exactly. you, you got to check this out and people get work especially in la you get work and you get booked if people book who's in front of them mm -hmm. so if they see you at stuff they're like oh exactly. you're here you must be worthy of like being on my show exactly or like i got to do um 
my friend Cousteau invited me to do that golf tournament. Yeah, what and was so that? I was just it was fucking awesome, dude. It was um, it was we a Netflix El thing? Caballero. Um, Bless you. No, what's it called? Country Club. <laughs> I'm so poor, I forget what they're called sometimes. <laughs> But uh, we all got to go play golf in like a celebrity tournament no at way. a country club. And like fucking Bill Burr was there and he made fun of me for a second. What did he say? He, I missed a putt on, on the practice screen. He goes, I would have made that. <laughs> and it was really funny. And I was just outside. I got to play uh, golf all day with another actor and obviously my friend Cousteau who does like sneaker uh, videos. Mm-hmm. He was also the music teacher who taught fucking Tyler, the creator, about like how to use garage manage. What like the fuck? He's just the coolest fucking dude. If you like sneakers, go look up. Chris Damn, Scott. that's awesome. Um, and this, uh, this girl, Charlotte, who is a, a writer for ESPN. So I got to do cool things. I got to like, I'm not, I was never good at, at networking. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll get really good and the right people will see me. And the, the older that I get, I'm just like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You know, what's interesting is, uh, and I guess I don't advise this all the time. It's just like a following your, yeah. The moral of the story I'm about to tell is just like, follow your gut, yeah. you know, and don't be afraid to take chances, but also follow your, your gut. So I was at the comedy store mm-hmm. and we were hanging out by, uh, in the back by the belly room mm-hmm. and a friend comes out and he's like, so-and-so is running the show tonight. Just tell him that you're there and that you're, uh, you're, you know, you're willing to go up or whatever. I said, I'll go and introduce myself in in a second. I'm not going to like barge in there. I'm going to do it, you know, on my time. And he said to, you know, it was more elaborate than that. And I was like, dude, I'm just going to like, let it be. I'm going to do it my own way and whatever. Um, my friend left. And then the guy who was running the show comes out and was like looking around, make sure all the door guys went up. And he was like, like Falzone, just like hang out. If you're going to be here to hang out for oh, a second, shit. all the door guys go up. And I was the last person to go up on the, uh, on like the door guy show before they start the regular show. And it was because he came back out and he was like, all right, now it's your time. And I was like, first I knew I'm not a pushy person, which is why I'm bad at like networking and stuff like that. I'm like, you'll know who I am because I would have done, you would either heard about me or I would have done well in front of you at some point. And if you know I'm here, you know I'll do a good job. Come out and get me if you need me. You know what I mean? Damn. So I'll make you aware that I'm in the general proximity of where this is happening. And if you need me in that spot, you know I'm good for that Wow. But that has taken nine years. But they know that now. Yeah. Which because is that like, was your way of doing it. Yeah. I wonder if they appreciated that. They probably appreciated it more. And I appreciate it because like for year for the first like five, six years of being here, I was super intimidated by that place and yeah. I felt like I didn't belong. And eventually I was like, I just don't it's just not my style to be here. You yeah. gotta be a certain style of whatever to be here. And now after like five more years since that it's like, why not, dude? I see these people because now all the regulars are like peers and people who are kind of my age yeah. and people who I've been on shows with and done well with and like am friendly with. And so I think everything just happens when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't put yourself out there. You don't like put to yourself force in like things. uncomfortable situations to take chances. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. But like now that I'm confident in my like ability and stuff like that. I'm like, 
I'll do what I'm comfortable with. And I, and I think that with that comes that idea that like you, if you want to do something, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. Right. Because, mm-hmm. because you're not going to push it on someone else. You're going to be like, if I want to make a show where I'm surrounded by the audience and my friends are surrounded by the audience and we make fun of them or it's all crowd work. Right. Then I need to make it myself. No one else is, I can't be, I can't go up to a promoter mm-hmm. or a club and be like, do you want to do this show? It's like, I have right. a show and I'm ready. Right. And the, you know, you, I tried to get the, the reputation of the show to the point where people want to come see the show and they don't care who's on it. Yeah. Because the right. show is so cool. Right. And that's nothing that anybody else is going to like help me with. Yeah. That's just like, I have to make sure that it's great that I book the right people. Or even if you want to get in with a, a group of people or a space or a building, your a vouch is a very powerful thing. And you got to be really good for someone to put their reputation on the line to vouch for you. So the only way I could have done that is for the past 12 years trying to get as good as possible. And that's the keeping your head down and trying to like get undeniably good so that if you do get invited to a place off a vouch is because somebody's like, oh, that dude's been working for or that girl or whatever, whoever. Right. Um, has been working for so long that they, right. it, it's time that they like belong at least around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to put their dues in. It's a lot. It's a, you dealies. think you're exhausting, uh, exhausted, like listening to two shows. Imagine like I know. Not that this, you know, I'm not saying it's such a. It's just a lot. It's, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. It's not a, a bad lifestyle just like everything, but it's a very weird job to like yeah. want to make the rest of your right. life. And there's so much bullshit and crazy shit that you would never have to worry about at a nine to five. Right, right. And that's it's what makes it yeah. unattractive to the majority mm-hmm. of people. And I understand well, that. But what makes that and acting and all the entertainment stuff attractive is that it, you know, people who are really good at it, make it look easy. Yeah. But the truth is, is that the people that are really good at it and make it look easy made it their entire life's yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, not nothing. Right. It's it's just like anything else and a professional basketball player anything. Right. They put the work in. You can't just be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. You, same thing with comedian, same thing with actor, all that shit. Yeah. You can't just be a comedy player. You got to be tall. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for listening to Sparin Karen's uh what a show today, huh? I think we uh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. But guys, let's get to the let's do the ads, huh? Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about we listen? I know Neil Gosh made us some really cool music, but I'm feeling the vibe with this one right now, and I'm not saying fuck you to Neil Gosh. I just want to say, since you're saying fuck you to Neil Gosh, I'm not saying fuck you're you actively to Neil hurting Gosh. the comedy community. I'm not saying <laughs> <laughs> you are now an enemy of the comedy community. Neil, how do I do a different drum beat? You trying to make a bad friend here? You trying to make someone feel bad? Guys, listen, huh? All right, yeah, and. Oh. <laughs> I want to thank HeadGum. I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank you, our listening audience, for checking out the sponsors, helping out the show. The easiest way to help out the show is to use these promo codes and check out these links with the dynamic banter stuffs. Uh, all of our brands that we promote have a special code for you to use. And when you use it, even if it's to go check out the site using the web address, it helps us out. Use the code. Use the code. Check out the, check site. Out the site. Use the code. Use the code. Check out the site. Hey, look, it's kind of tight. Check out the site. Check out the site.
check out the site. It's kind of tight. Use the code. Don't be a chode. Guys, Squarespace. <laughs> Let's talk about Squarespace. Now look, Squarespace is maybe one of the most powerful web design, web That's 100% right. tools. <laughs> 100%. It's, it's a all-in-one platform to help you build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Guys, it's it's just, you know. Come on. Sell stuff, feature stuff, picture stuff, feed stuff, foot stuff, butt stuff, e-commerce. And what's that? Well... It's commerce with an E in front of it. An E means electronic, and electronic means the internet. The digital void. Void, void. But e-commerce is how you sell your products, your wares, your services on your Squarespace website. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Mike Falzone has a Squarespace website, MikeFalzone.com. You're 100% right, and that's where you can find all my tour dates, and I was literally updating it as we were starting the show, and that's how easy it is, because I'm a big uh uh-oh in my brain, and I can do it, which means you can do it, and I have no doubt. Use the code. God bless you, my brother in Christ, and also, I want to say, God bless uh, Squarespace, and... If you go to squarespace.com, for that free trial, and when you're like, oh, yeah, I want to launch this website, you go to squarespace.com slash banter, and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain at squarespace.com slash banter when you're ready to launch that site and get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. You're going to really like it. <laughs> they bring in the marketing firm. All right, you guys had a few good months to like, like really knock it out. The kids. They're all dressed in like their nice suits. Yeah, beautiful and stuff. suits and dresses. Real nice suits. Okay, what do you think about this? And they got a whole presentation. Yeah, they pull the card down. Squarespace, you're going to really love it. I mean, I'm crying. I'm crying. I don't know about you guys. In these unprecedented times, you're going to really like oh it. Oh, my God. We could save the world with this campaign. <laughs> Squeezing oh. a stress ball. Use the code. Use the code. Squeeze the ball. Squeeze the ball. Squeeze it, squeeze it. Feeling pressure, squeeze the ball. Hey, are you feeling pressure? Why don't you squeeze the ball? We call feels. Squeeze the ball. Squeeze the ball. We Guys, call feels. We call feels. feels is a better way to feel better because their premium CBD will keep your head clear and help you feel your best. You know what I like to do when I'm taking a little CBD, my friend Mike? I like what? to squeeze the ball. You like to squeeze the ball? Because it takes my stress away. It puts it into the ball. It's not about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel with feels. Look, navigating the world of CBD can be confusing, complicated, scary, exciting, erotic. Squeeze the ball. Squeeze the ball. At Feels, we look to make the process as simple as possible. Ooh, wee. Thank you. <laughs> I would love to be a part of this. You can start feeling better sooner, guys. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide you through the discovery process. And look, 
What is Feels? Well, it's premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. That's it. And what does it do? It's it's a natural way to help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Are those things that are ruining your life, making things harder for you? I'll tell you, CBD is the way to go. And if you're new to CBD, there's that free CBD hotline we were talking about that guides, helps to guide your personal experience and if you join the feels community you get feels delivered to your door every single month you're going to save money on every order and you can pause or cancel any time mike and i use cbd product that feels and it's real good it feels nice when you're stressed out you have a headache no i haven't tried the mints mints are very nice i need to open the new box tincture is very nice love a little tincture and here's the deal all right and then then you know and 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 we're never going to give you guys this without a deal I use it when I'm when I need to be sleepy. I use it when I got a headache. I use it kind of when I, you know, when maybe when I'd pop an aspirin instead. Do a little CBD. Ooh, so guys, go to feels.com/banter. That's feels.com/banter. That's feels.com/banter. You're going to get 50% off your first order with free shipping when you do that. And you're going to become a member. You're going to get those feels in the meals and the mails in the feels. And you're going to love it all over your body. Go to feels.com slash banter. Get 50% off your first order. And listen, never be in the dark about CBD with that hotline. And listen, me and Mike are here to say that this baby's is good loving. Squeeze the ball. Squeeze the ball. Staring into the camera. <laughs> You're not even saying it. Ooh! Dude, I get excited. I get excited every single time. I lose my mind, and sometimes I go a little nuts when I think about me undies, Mike. <laughs> that was a ramp up to an ad. I know, man. I'll tell you. I lose my mind. I go crazy. I go bonkers. Every time every the thing time comes in the mail, it's like a little birthday for me. Dude, I'm running to the mail. I'll tell you. I'll run to the dang mail. I am running to the mailbox. You're basically running to the mailbox. Here's the deal. I'm basically running to the mailbox. He's the ball. He's the ball. I'll run to the mailbox. I know we got me. I am running, running, and running. I will run and run for days. I'll never stop running, Dad. My dad told me to run when you're playing soccer, son. You know those days when your coffee shop is out of cold brew and your air conditioner breaks and you try to go to the beach but there's zero parking spots, too many humans? Yeah. Yes, Life can be thank hard. Thank you for shedding a little bit of light on that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Someone's got to talk about it. Well, it's a good thing. It is a good thing that MeUndies is here to help ta- help you take a dang break from the hardships of the world. Give yourself a soft The sand is too hot (laughs) on the beach. When you're cocooned in the softest and most breathable undies, and uh, and you will be cocooned. Loungewear and swimwear. (laughs) I woke up in a cocoon, Mike, and I was scared at first. That means your praise is going to become a beautiful beautiful butterfly. butterfly. I put on the undies, and the underwear enveloped my entire body while I was sleeping like a cocoon. (laughs) When I came out, I was a beautiful butterfly ready for the day. 
but they are the most breathable undies, loungewear, swimwear known to humanity and all humanity, and all your problems will simply melt away. For example, just like that. Are you? Hey, here's the deal. How about this? Are you planning on relaxing to the max while staying cool this summer, Mike? Yeah. Because let's face it, the summer is sweaty. Hey, but your butt doesn't have to be. With me on these light and breathable micromodal fabric, fabric you can you can stay squeeze the ball and you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small to 4XL so you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. <laughs> like a marionette runs away. So, if you dare to brave that dang heat and venture to the pool or beach, why don't you check out their new improved swimwear styles? They're soft, stretchy hands. <laughs> sustainably Make, man, and and man, they make it. You make it a soft summer. You can make it a soft summer. <laughs> you hear what I said? With me undies, a soft summer. And me undies has a great offer for our listeners. Any first-time purchasers, you get fifteen percent <coughs> off if you sign up for their free to join membership. You can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership <coughs> prices and and I'll tell you you get 15 and how about and I'll tell you you get 15% you off it. you got to do it so you gotta do it. To get 15% off your first order and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash banter. That's meundies.com slash banter. And you'll get it. That's meundies.com slash banter, and you'll get 15% off your first order. At meundies.com slash meundies, you're going to love the underwear. Okay, we got another one. We got one more Every idea. single one says you're going to love it, <laughs> but, it's got, but it's kind of in a different way. Yeah. Can we see what else you guys are working on? We'll yeah. sign NDAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, here give we Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Fresh. You're gonna love the freshness. Yeah, seems like sweating, you guys are really <laughs> sweating profusely. Giant sweat the, stains the on the suit. The blue buttoned-up, yeah. two thousand dollar shirt. Yeah. All right, uh, where are we at? Let's do history rooms. You gonna get in in there, dude? Let's play history. Mike, of that you, song. Do you, do you, I found out Mike, are you feeling that you're gonna that we're gonna get in it, dude? Scabbin and bone history boys. History
History Road. It's the Hep guy. We can't do one with lyrics, man. It's gonna drive me crazy. Or it needs to be down so much. We'll keep it down so much. Because my that? brain doesn't do work like that. It's making my head hurt. Oh, honey, honey. Oh, honey. I feel like it all kind of has. Guys, this history road is from Pull down your pants and spin them around Slap them on the butt and walk them downtown See everybody in the downtown square Wow, Mike We're eligible Dynamic Banter is eligible for super thanks On our YouTube what does that mean? You now have access to Super Thanks, a new monetization feature that allows fans to show you their support for you. I would super thanks you guys if you went to YouTube to watch all the hard work that Ryan puts into the video. <laughs> yeah. How about that? It's easy to use. You can turn it on with just one click, and it will appear across all eligible uploads. Viewers can purchase a Super Thanks oh, God, on heaven. a video to show their appreciation, then post a colorful comment. You don't have to do that. If you want to thank us, you don't have to go through any kind of mm -hmm. third party. You just buy a t-shirt or you can come to one of our shows or you could listen to the show or when we post clips you can share the clips to your story dude sharing them bumps them up in the algorithm so much so if you love this show and you wish more people heard it share the clips that uh leah and ryan work so hard on and you don't have to do a super bibbity boppity thanks or go on tiktok and give us uh pounds of banana or apple or flowers or whatever the fuck little things that are meaningless trash meaningless <gasps> gifts you can just um support us in so many different trash other ways <laughs> so many other ways that that would make a difference yeah but remember someone sent us the songbook the song bag that was a good one no that's not like a youtube super no life. no no that's no, like no, a no, book no, no, that we not. could hold that's true that's true I love YouTube. Aaron Adams sends a short history road for Steve. Hello, Mike and Steve. My name is Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Please put my full legal name in the video description. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. That's anyway, nice. <laughs> I have a short history road similar to a nice or not be nice that I thought of recently. You may already be familiar, but a video recently surfaced of Dave Chappelle getting attacked by someone on stage while at the Hollywood Bowl. Haven't what? heard about it. After getting attacked, <laughs> Chappelle's first reaction was, thank God that blank was clumsy. <laughs> uh -huh. This was a fun way to relieve the tension after what happened, and it got me thinking. How would Mike respond if this happened to him? So Mike and Steve, if you got attacked on stage, stage like Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, what is the first joke you would crack after it happened? I think it would be fun to throw out a classic. Now that's New York, but I'm not a comedian. Mm -hmm. Thank you, boys, for everything you do. I hope this email wasn't too much, as Mike says. 
I'm a first time, long time, two horn born boy. And all that I look forward to your piss cast every week. Steve, I look forward to more streams. And Mike, please come to Des Moines soon. Have a great day, boys. Des Moines, Iowa. I've been there before. I remember having a good time in Des Moines. Yeah? Yeah. I like that. That's it. That's the only story I have. One time I had a good time in Des Moines. <laughs> you know, I can't say for sure what I would do if someone tried to attack me. I'd be like, I think you got the wrong guy. I would put <laughs> a microphone through their jaw. <laughs> is what I would do. Is what I, I would just swing as hard as I possibly could. I'd be like, let's hear what your lunch sounds like. Just shove the mic down into the I just feel like I'm throat. not the type of comedian that people would rush the stage for. Because I try to... I don't know. You never know. But hopefully... It's just so weird that it's even a thing because that person's just there to make sure everybody in the room laughs and <laughs> has know. a good time. And it's I the know. most polar opposite reaction that you're supposed to have. I think sometimes you get too famous and too rich, and then sometimes like, famous actors go on TV and think that they can do it because they were the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Who? Which president got a shoe thrown at them? Was it Bush? Most of them, I think. Yeah, but Bush <laughs> when he like ducked <laughs> it immediately. Yeah. So that's good. That's playing sports. I think when that's you're younger. the only time an audience member has done something violent to a speaker that I thought was kind of funny. What, the shoe? The shoe. That's like a Everything specific else. thing for that culture. Right. It's like the, I forget which country he was in when that happened, but that's like a... That's something they do It's like there. hissing at a tennis match. Throwing a shoe is like the biggest insult you could yeah. do to someone. You know how you throw tomatoes? They didn't yeah. have any tomatoes, but he did Because they, they eat those. They eat the you shoes. You can't throw things you eat. You can't, <laughs> like, throw something you're not going to eat. So disrespectful to waste so food disrespectful. like that. Until I met a man who had no feet. But uh, that was funny when they threw the shoe. I thought that was funny. But it's such so, a privileged thing to throw a shoe. Right. I know, right? It's like, damn, someone can afford shoes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, Mary sends uh, History Road saying, I, I used your live show as exposure therapy for my OCD. Whoa. And a Lee Pooh story. <laughs> Double whammy. Hello to my favorite BB boys. <laughs> a 26 year old one honk summer girl from New York City and I've had some manifestation of obsessive compulsive disorder since I was a leal four year old girl as an adult I've been most it's been mostly related to germs and contamination so as you can imagine the pandemic has been an absolute fucking hell of a time amen you funny boys have helped dull the pain during the pandemic and prior, and when you announced that you were coming to New York City last year, I freaked out and immediately bought tickets for me and my boyfriend, Humble Brad. We were the Jack. couple in the bubble in the back. <laughs> That's who you were. We kept asking. We couldn't place it. I was still having lots of anxiety about being out of my apartment. Jackpot. And in big groups with COVID. So my therapist and I worked on using your show... As a first step for returning to real life. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty tight. Oh, no. I love that. I'm starting to think we have more responsibility than <laughs> we think planned. we do. Yeah. Um, I went wearing my open oys, clothes oys pants and had an amazing time. And now you can say your show has been used for OCD treatment. That's tight. And shout out Faith one more time for de uh, designing them pants. Absolutely. Uh, and That's great. 
Here's the short poo history, really. She's like, I shit myself because I wasn't ready. For <laughs> <laughs> I had kind of a bad time. I wasn't ready. And, I, and that's on me. <laughs> Short hit poo history road. I, when I was an unborn baby, living it up in my mom's womb, I don't give a fuck. I swallowed some poo, jackpot, and had to be whisked away to the ICU. Excuse me. Wait, what? When you were an unborn baby when in I, your mom's womb, she ate poop in her mom. She ate her mom's poop. How? When I finally arrived via C-section 10 days past my due date, for years and years, my mom and I wondered whose poo it was. What the fuck? fuck? Until one day I finally realized it was mine. Oh, because it's like, was it your, was it mom's poo or my poo? Whose poo are you eating in the womb? Whose womb poo is this? (laughs) I can't believe I'm even looking this up. And she says, because how the hell would my mom's poo have gotten into her own womb? Yes. Because I was the healthiest. Unless your mom's freaky as fuck. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because I was the healthiest and biggest baby in an ICU full of premature babies. Because you're eating everything in sight. The nurses used me as a model to show the new moms how to wash their baby's hair. What? Is this ten different stories in once? <laughs> One mom burst into tears and cried, Why doesn't my baby look like that? Because I didn't have a squished head from regular delivery. Oh, she had a C-section. C-section. Hell yeah, shout out C-section one time. She had to be taken away from the shampoo demo because she was inconsolable about how ugly her baby was compared to me. <laughs> Dude, sometimes they come out and they look 35. It's like, what, did you get fired from a job in there? Dude, so, so here's what I found. She was an unborn Meconium baby. is the earliest stool that oh. your infant produces, sometimes in the womb. It's possible for them to inhale meconium shortly after birth. This is called aspiration. This can cause an infection in their lungs. Or lung inflammation. That ain't good, dude. Pink lungs. Dude, so we're talking poop in the womb. Dude, so funny that there is I like knew about the meconium. newest type of poop is called meconium. Dude, new, new poop just dropped. Dude, no. Meconium is something I've known about for a while. Why? And it's funny because because it's poop. Meconium. Yeah, dude. And when whenever someone tells me they're pregnant or they just had their baby or whatever, I bring up meconium. And they go, how the fuck do you know about meconium? Because, you know, oh, when you're... do you know about Because McCoy? it's poop. <laughs> so just because it's poop, you know about it? Yeah, man. You know about all different types of poop? Yeah. Ask me about it. I don't get that. Did you know poop can come out of your mouth? No, that's impossible. Meconium. Series egg meconium. What other types of poop do you know about? I mean, there's diarrhea. I mean, meconium is... Because, like, when you're... When you are a gross person and you think about poop and cum and the things your body makes and you make shows about those things, you, you sometimes, when you're high or maybe when you're not high or about to go to bed, you think... Who's you in this scenario? <laughs> you've never been like you've never been in bed when and you like say you. Who do you mean really? Have you ever been in bed and you're loopy and you're thinking dumb thoughts and you're like, hey, who who invented who invented the vacuum cleaner? <laughs> like ever say that to someone and just go like, who who do you think in, who invented ice cream? <laughs> you think about shit like that and you just Google it. Who the fucking I want to learn about who the fuck invented ice cream real quick. And sometimes you go like, no, that's impossible. You don't 
What's going on in my it's head? It's echoes <laughs> of a conversation that happened an hour ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then when you're a gross boy and you're thinking of poop things and funny jokes, you're like, I wonder what the first poop. I wonder if there's something special about your first poop. And that's what you put into the Google search. And that's when you find you end up finding something like meconium. And you're like, hey, Jeeves, what was special about my first? Is there any? Because, you know, you've never thought about, like, if if there's something special, like if there's anything worth noting about your first poop. No, I it's just something I thought of at some point. And then and I I guess the only other people that think about these things are doctors and expectant or or new parents. Yeah. I guess do babies poop in the womb is an interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and apparently meconium is like, like a the thing that killed Superman. Right. <laughs> right. It's the stuff they're looking for in Avatar in the ground. <laughs> Dude, no, but like the, it's uh, it's like black, like tar almost, because it's not like that's they haven't been eating food. They've been getting nutrients. Yeah. From their mom, and they don't—they haven't been digesting any. I mean, they've been digesting things. It's already but... like secondhand. Yeah, so that's thirdhand poop. Yeah, kind of. Thirdhand so poop a combination... was that, uh, Paul Newman when he eats the eggs. <laughs> 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 All right, and he's the dirty eggs. And <laughs> let's do let's do like a couple more since we only did like two. Spencer sends sends an email saying, "I think Mike Falzone is avoiding me." <laughs> chances are, chances are, it's true. <laughs> this is a serious message. Dude, this could have been twenty five people in my <laughs> life right now. <clears throat> this is a serious message for world famous comedian Mike Falzone. Please, here's the situation. A little bird told me that Mike Falzone is coming to play a show in Nebraska this month mm-hmm. of May. Mm-hmm. Please. Please, please, please. The same bird told me that he's playing a show in Oregon next month in June. Yes. Please. I currently, in May 2022, live in Oregon and am moving to Nebraska in June. Whoa, what the fuck? Whoa. Thus, my logical conclusion is that Mr. Mike Falzone is actively avoiding me. Please. Maybe it was because of the awkward conversation we had after his last Portland show. I'm warning you. Sorry, Mike. I had too much edible beforehand. Dude, what an appropriate bit of the soundboard to use during this conversation. (laughs) Right? Peace and love. Peace and love. Please, no more. No more fan mail. (laughs) The boy who missed Mike. P.S. Steve, I'm also aware that you are one half of Dynamic Banter. Thank you. For choosing to read this serious message. Peace and love. Please. Peace and love. So this guy is going to miss both of your shows. Yeah. And he lives in Nebraska. What? He knows how to get to both of them. And he's moving to Oregon. And yeah. so the Oregon show is happening while he's moving, when he moves to Nebraska. And the Nebraska show is when he's moving to Oregon. Yeah. Right now I have Lincoln, Nebraska on May 22nd, just a Sunday. Ooh, excuse me. And there's going to be another one in Omaha, I think, the day Ooh, before or the out day there after. In middle America. Omaha. <laughs> and uh, that guy has disassociative uh, whatever. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, June 16th, which is a Thursday, that's when I'll be at the Infinity Room in Salem, Oregon, mm. avoiding this mm-hmm. person. <laughs> 
specifically. Um, so leave me alone, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, leave him the fuck alone. Um, Shlana, let's do one more here. Shlana. Shlana. This person's real name is Shlana. I feel like this is a person trying to, with a mustache on. <laughs> <laughs> Person with kind of a goofy disguise. Uh, the subject is, yeah, I was right. Hi there. <laughs> I was at work recently at the Chicago Architecture Center when this lady came up to me and said, "Pardon me, I have a question about the information on the panels over here." No, that's yeah. impossible. You know about Meconium. It's like in Interstellar. Have you ever seen Interstellar? Yeah, we're... And he's floating in that room and he can hear all the conversations his daughter's having yeah. in her room. Yeah, yeah, And they're all about meconium. <laughs> I said, okay. She said, I think there's a typo, but could you come tell me? As we cross the whole lobby, she won't shut up about how this is a reputable institution, so she would be surprised to see a mistake in an exhibit. Where is this? Where in is Chicago that? Architecture Center. Right, got it. She marches me up to the panel in question. Shouldn't it say breathes new life into the city, not breaths new life into the city? This is a patron? Yeah. I say yes and immediately turn to walk away because I couldn't stand the stench of her superiority complex. But before I can I go, before I can go, she says, so it's spelled wrong? <laughs> I mumble Yes, over my shoulder. And this woman replies, yeah, I knew it was. <laughs> she said, I immediately thought of you and laughed out loud. So she's probably drafting a scathing Yelp review about the box office staff. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> anyway, happy spring, and please do not call me. I'll be at rehearsals for Shout, the mod musical in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Ooh, shout out for Shlana. <laughs> good, good promo. Uh Dude, that's so funny. That is funny. Is what a great e history room. I love that she says, I think sure there's a typo, be? but could you come tell me? Yeah. She really wanted, yeah, I was right. And I was. Some people need it. All right. Mike, what a show, man. A Dude, show. I keep wanting to talk about my fucking blackout curtains. Talk about it. And them. I keep wanting to make a thing about it because, man, I got blackout curtains in my bedroom. I just decided to bite the bullet. Yeah which you don't recommend doing. You can eat our merchandise and digest it, but don't bite the bullet. Don't bite bullets. And squeeze the ball, for God's sakes. Yeah. Talking about, this is your history, Rob. This is your time. Dude, I got blackout curtains, and I, I like, it's a game changer. So it's like you live in a hotel? Yeah, man. And it's like, I don't need to know what fucking time it is. Yeah. And if and look, I'll still set my alarm, and it'll wake me up, and it's always jarring. You live in a casino now. I do, I definitely live in a, a casino. casino. There's no clocks in my bedroom. Uh -huh. There's no TV, and there's no light. And there's oxygen being pumped in. Barely. <laughs> I'm breathing O2 in there. Yeah. That is oxygen. I'm breathing CO2. You just gotta make sure you don't fuck up your clock, dog. Dude, so I'm I'm setting alarms, so I'm I'm being careful. Mm -hmm. But man, those weekends where I don't have to wake up. I like wake up and it's like, oh fuck! It feels like three a.m. in here. Mm -hmm. I, I must, must be lonely. lonely. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening to today's show, Mike. I'm so proud of you with your Netflix shows, man. I hope many, many more happen. Thanks, man. Um, so and so, and what are the shows happening soon, man? Yes. 
the ones we just <laughs> talked about in History Road. Something's happening in... Yes, so May 22nd at the Storm Cellar in Lincoln, Nebraska, and there's one more happening either the day before or day after that I'll have up. June 16th is Salem, Oregon, and then um, June 3rd, which is a Friday, are the next two surrounded shows Tight. at the Hollywood Improv, and I'll be a million places in between there. I usually put them up in the stories, so follow me on Instagram and look at my stories. Dude, I'm going to run to those shows, and uh, we're really proud of it. Also, um, spent a lot of yesterday going back and forth with Byron about fun things coming out for you guys. Ooh. And I have to go right back to working on that as soon as this ends. Guys, actually. can we let this man get back to work for God's sakes? Can we stop doing the show so I can get back to work? Mm. Let's stop the show so this man can get back to work. But I promise we're no making... No more fucking around. I think we're making stuff that you guys are going to want real bad. And yeah. I'm very excited about mm. it. And I'm excited to share in that with you. Um, Nothing better than... Dude, you grow up wanting to make stuff. And then you make stuff that people get excited about. Hopefully, and it feels real good. So thank you for being on this uh, team effort of a podcast and a giant mess. And uh, please continue to, to share those clips with your friends because everyone who works on them works real hard. And um, thank you for listening. Yeah, man, that was beautiful. That's a great outro, buddy. All right, well, nothing else to say. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh That was a HeadGum Podcast.